conservative, won the ball here on third down. Here's Richardson, he takes it in for his first NFL touchdown. And Pittman takes it inside the 20, the 10, towards the end zone, touchdown! On second and 28, the Colts capitalized Richardson to Pittman, 39 yards. Good evening, everybody. We are the crew. We are back on Saturday. Saturday night. You know it's time. Um, how you doing, Zach? Good, man. Working a bunch. Not sleeping much, but I never do. But just working I, a bunch, yeah. man. Yeah, there's so much going on over here right now with uh, with work and then getting ready to move. And then it's it's, it's crazy times right now. Um, so tonight, as far as I know, it's me and Zach for the beginning. And then uh, Trev is on CQ. Um, and then... Damon is somewhere in the where is he? Cancun. Cabo, Cancun. Cancun. I think he's in Cancun. And then Dame uh, Demarco will be back. He's uh, picking up his wife from work. So yeah, tonight's going to be our season in review. We're going to go over our grades for each position. Uh, Demarco needs to get back because we only got one viewer because he hasn't able to share it all over Facebook. <laughs> no, it's me. There's three. There we go. Well, no, we had Triv in there. There's there's two, four. Here we go. All right. People are starting to hop on now. I didn't even realize the Devils were playing tonight. I didn't even know. Didn't even know. Oh, Damon's in Cancun with Houston? Something like that. He's like, where they, he said he was in Mexico with a, a group at work. I want to know who... They go on like vacation together, like I don't know. This man, I don't know what he does. What kind of job he got where they just say, Hey, we're going to Cabo or hey, we're going to Cancun? Like, yeah, right. Last second, too. Damon, they, Damon out here, you know, buys a new truck every week. I mean, hey, if you got to get it. Like, however you do it, you do you, but like. I just want what he's got. Just you know, find out what what, what it is he does. Is it marketing? Like, I don't know what he Damon, does. I think it's something. You got connections. I don't know what this man does. To be honest, he talks about his work sometimes too, and I just don't know what he's talking about. I mean, it's a mafia cover up. <laughs> it's a mafia. Possibly, man. <laughs> This man's hey, a, he's in Texas, so it's probably the cartel. Yeah, this man's working right. in the cartel. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I mean, I hope not, but certainly wouldn't shock me. No, it wouldn't at all. All right, so let's get into it. First thoughts. First thoughts about the Hall of Fame. Oh, um. Kind of wanted Demarco here to see this, just because like I know he's he might agree with me, he might not. Hopefully, he's watching. Um, no offense to Devin Hester, I just don't think he needs to go in this early. Like yeah, to I me, agree. like Brian Mitchell and Steve Tasker, those two got to go in first, just because they were there before. So, like, that's my opinion. Um, also. Don't know how you're putting Andre Johnson ahead of Reggie Wayne, especially because Reggie Wayne's numbers are far superior than Andre Johnson's. 
Um, no knock on Andre. I just look at it like there's a log jam at receiver, and because you're penalizing Reggie, because who he played with, when he couldn't help that, because that's the situation he was drafted in. So essentially you're penalizing a guy for being productive because he played on a loaded offense and a loaded team. Not his fault. But yeah, we're going to put, you know, like Eli Manning in next year. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day, and I think it's crazy because Eli Manning's going to make it because he won two Super Bowls, threw for a lot of yards because he was a franchise quarterback, but doesn't necessarily mean he was one of the best. I don't even think he was like top five during his time. Phillip Rivers is better. The only reason yeah. Eli has two Super Bowls is one was that wild card Giants defense was otherworldly when they had a rookie yeah, JPP. Um, they, they were nine had, and seven. Yeah, they had uh, Michael Strahan his last year. They had that NASCAR package coached by Spagnola, who uh, they had four defensive ends that were legit. Um, Mathis Kiwanuka and then someone else, and that front four was was incredible. Now, when they beat, when they came to Indy, when the Giants won in Indy, I can't discredit that Super Bowl because, in my opinion, that's the Super Bowl that Eli won because he made plays that Super Bowl, made that incredible pass versus Manningham. I mean, he was – he essentially helped lift the Giants, in my opinion. But that first one, besides that Tyreek, that David Tyreek catch, I just, I just can't. I can't sit here and say, yeah, Eli, you won that. You made a hell of a play, but your defense really won that Super Bowl. I think outside of us wanting Reggie Wayne in, in the Hall of Fame this year, I think the, the biggest snub outside of him was Fred Taylor. I think it's insane that Fred Taylor did not get in the Hall of Fame this year. Dude only went to one Pro Bowl. It's turning into, like, accolades now. How many Pro, Pro, Bowl. Pro Bowls? Yeah, but Pro Bowl was always a fan-voted thing. I don't care about Pro Bowls. I mean, Absol Fred Absolutely. But you are but you watch Fred Taylor on the field, and that man is for sure a Hall of Famer. He was one of the best running backs in his Indianapolis. Time. He killed almost everybody. He that owned, was a monster. Yeah, he, yeah. It's just insane. Yeah. It's like I looked at next year's, and I forget the list of who's all eligible next year. I looked, and I was Hink like – Hinkley, Vinatieri. Um, you said Vinatieri should have made it. I think Vinatieri is the first ballot. Uh, Patrick Willis is a guy I don't understand how he got in. Bro played eight years. He didn't lead the league in nothing. Not like Barry Sanders. Like, Barry Sanders won an MVP and led the league in rushing three times. And a 2,000-yard yeah. season. What did Patrick Willis do? But he's a Hall of Famer. There's some guys at linebacker who I'm pretty sure if we scroll through the internet and went and looked, we'd be all like, Damn, how's he not in the hall? But Patrick Willis is, and no, not to Patrick, because when he was playing, dude was an absolute beast. But when he left, Navarro Bowman, his backup, played to his level, if not better. Yeah, man. That, that linebacker, that white, I forget his name, who got scared because he thought he had CTE. He won defensive rookie of the year that one year, and then retired immediately after it. Came in and replaced Navarro Bowman like that. And it was all like, Patrick Willis, who? So you're telling me that guy needs to be a Hall of Famer? That guy's a Hall of Famer? I I argue with that. 
Um, next year's eligibilities are Eli Manning, Luke Hinckley, Adam Vinatieri, Terrell Suggs, Marshall Yonda, Marshawn Lynch, Earl Thomas, Joe Staley, Demarius Thomas, Akeem Talib, Vernon Davis, Darren Sproles, Cameron Wake. Three of them dudes deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Everyone else, trash. And or can wait. I got Marshawn for sure. See, I don't. I don't even think Marshawn needs in. If you're not putting Fred Taylor in, we're not putting Marshawn Lynch in. That's crazy to me, though. That's that's just crazy to me. Marshawn. Fred, Marshawn Taylor, just, mm. Fred Taylor's better Marshawn Lynch. I agree. I agree. I, I, but I also said that I think Fred Taylor got snubbed. That I don't disagree with that, but that's just how I see. If you're not putting Fred Taylor in, we cannot put Marshawn Lynch in. Now, who's your three out of that list then? And don't count Eli because I know we both don't think Eli's a for sure or shouldn't be. A Minitary, sure. oh, that, Yep. Marshall Yonda and Joe Staley. Everyone okay. else, trash. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because – Marshall Yonda was the best guard in the NFL for like a decade and a half. And Joe Staley, he was consistent at left tackle for, you know, the Niners forever. And then he left and they traded for Trent Williams. So, I mean, that tells you his impact. And Vinny's the all-time leading scorer, so he's got to go in. Well, for sure. Vinny, I mean, that dude can't be touched. Like, if he's not a first battle Hall of Famer, then the Hall of Fame is definitely broken, which it is. You're right. Actually, it is. I, th- I think it's personally a good boy system, and I think it's whoever pays these voters more money. Uh, I said in our group they need to get rid of the sports writers and the yeah. media. Get rid of all of it, and you only let the players that are in the Hall of Fame vote on the Hall of Fame because their voice should be the loudest. Yeah, that's just my it. opinion. Right. They, that's the sacred 453, however many there, there is. That's the sacred number of dudes. Those need to be the guys voting, and no one else should have a vote. Because in my opinion, sport, sports writers ruin every Hall of Fame they touch. Basketball Hall of Fame, joke. Baseball Hall of Fame, joke. Hockey Hall of Fame, eh. I don't know much about that NHL Hall of Fame. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> sitting here watching the game. I don't even know. I don't know much about it. I don't even know really who's in it. We got a comment down here. Kavika Laverne Hall. That's a new name to me. Uh, he says we need to upgrade EJ speed. I don't know what you mean um, by that. Like a better linebacker? Because EJ's still young. A lot of it is, I think it's his system, dog. I think, I think EJ, he plays well and does well given what he's asked. I mean. We do suck at coverage. We, we I do agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. If it's coverage you want, yeah, I can't argue that. He's the most athletic linebacker we have now, and he's not very good in coverage. So You know, it's funny because the last couple of years we let go of uh, – we let go of some linebackers, right? We let go of Anthony Walker, and we said it was because Okereke was better in coverage. Then we let go of Okereke, and we said it was because Ayer Franklin was better in coverage. And then we said EJ Speed's good in coverage. And then we're sitting here, and we're like, well, now we still suck at coverage. <laughs> I just don't think it's the system that fits us. Like, I mean, I look at it like 
unless you go out and get a big nickel and you tell Kenny to walk uh, and say, bye, we're going to play a big nickel and just roll with a nickel package all the time and your nickel covers the tight ends and covers over the middle. And then you have your safety, your third safety, take the guy on the seam or take who's ever in the slot all the time. Then um, I don't know. It just depends, really. I think the cover three doesn't really do Indianapolis any favors. I don't like zone defense. So I don't either. I wish we would just play bump, bump and run like, man and press you all game. I always felt like zone coverage was a cop out for lack of talent. I think it's, yeah. it's great I, I, situationally. Yeah, but when you run it all the time as your base defense, right. that no one's afraid of right. your corners at that point because your covers your corners aren't doing their job. They're not necessarily covering. They're covering an area on the field. But, so how can you necessarily evaluate corners when it comes to zone coverage? Because they're covering an area rather than a person. Um, anymore, it's hard. I feel like you really, you really have to evaluate a corner in those five yards they get where they can bump and put your hands on you because anything after that and how they flip their hips and are they able to run, you know, keep up with the guy with speed. So corner is a hard eval. I mean, to me, it's the second hardest position in football to evaluate behind quarterback because I mean, they corners, corners and DBs, well, specifically corners are the best athletes on a football team. You will, I mean, better than running backs, better than receivers. You're essentially running four, four, two backwards. Yeah. So you you really, really, really have to spend a lot of time. I mean, the way I see it is, I've often said this. I wish the Colts would play a lot more man, bump and run, because they got the they got the physical ability to do so. The Colts have big corners. I think it could work. But we don't have enough speed for it. No. Defensively, we're not fast enough. Well, here's the thing. I think our corners need to be more aggressive on, on the right up at the release. I think that for some reason our corners aren't aggressive. They're not getting their hands on them right at the line of scrimmage. Right. And these receivers get a free release, and then they're getting burned, and now they got to try and play catch-up rather than um, – Bumping these guys right off of where the, where they start. Kavine Jones? I don't think Jones is trash. Bro's a rookie. A rookie. Like, he – a rookie. A sixth or seventh round rookie. Like, you're only going to get better with reputations. Being that he's a rookie, I feel like he balled out for the situation at hand. Because Ballard said, we're going young at corner. You know, I'll give you – yeah, Daryl Baker, we all know he's garbage. He's garbage, but Jones rookie, and you're right. They don't tackle. They can't tackle. Tackle tackling can be caught, can be taught, and it can be improved. I mean, I do feel like a lot of times the corners had poor technique, but also, I feel also feel like the Colts don't really ask any corner to truly make tackles, except the nickel. They asked the nickel to come seal in the run game. Your other guys are just, hey, get him out of bounds, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, the corners are getting a lot of hate because that's what you see initially, but you don't look at the rest of the defense and not see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'd say that the, the schematically our corners were put in a lot of terrible places. I mean, Gus, right. Gus, I, I'm not a fan of Gus Bradley. 
Neither um, am I. I. I do think he gets more hate than he should, but I'm not a fan of him. And I think we're instead of us, you know, sitting here complaining about Gus and saying, you know, he needs to do this, he needs to do that, or he needs to be fired. Um, we need to put the personnel there to put place. Like everybody's like, our corners are trash. Yeah, sure. They all weren't supposed to play this year. Right. That's not who, that's not who we were going into the season with. We had the idea that we were going to have Isaiah Rogers, Kenny Moore, uh, and uh, uh, Flowers, Dallas Flowers on the other side. Those were supposed to be our starting corners, and then we were going to have. Uh, Rodney Thomas and Julian Blackman on the back end. That was literally supposed to be our secondary, and then we w- then we yeah. lost then we lost Isaiah Rogers. So we ended up going, you know, okay, we're going to go into the season with Dallas Flowers and uh, who was it, Baker or or Jalen Jones at the time? It was going to be one of those guys. It was, it was Baker, yeah, Baker or Jones, yeah. Yeah, and then we lost Flowers. They so it's like, they, yeah, we're. We're putting a lot of hate on these guys, but at the same time, a lot of these guys weren't supposed to play. And now we got to look at it like this. Now they got quality experience under their belt at a time that they were only probably going to get 30% of the reps to begin with. Now they got, you know, essentially over 80, 85% of the reps in the NFL. Their development to me is going to be a little bit faster because now they've seen more. And they haven't faced easy wide receivers either. No. They did not have a break. They didn't have like, oh, we're going to play these mediocre trash. Well, they played Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. They played against Amari Cooper. Uh, Amari Cooper. They played against uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. They played um, against uh, De- or DeAndre Johnson and George Pickens. Yep. I mean, like, they uh, they went the against some dogs yeah, all the Saints, year. They, they went up against the Saints. The uh, Saints got some dogs, too. And and we're going to sit here and tell them, like, Chris Olave, he's, he's no – that's one of the top guys in the league. Right. And they they faced I, all these guys throughout the year and and we expected them to lock those dudes down. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I have no problem going young. I knew the struggles we would have going young, but the lack of scheme and the lack of adjustments from Gus Bradley truly is what makes me mad because um dude said we need to double uh Nico Collins. Yeah, we probably should have doubled Nico Collins. Honestly, it was worth a shot at that point because he was the only one killing us all game. Yeah. So, like, why aren't we doubling Nico? Why aren't we rolling coverages to Nico and forcing CJ to essentially beat Indianapolis that way? Here's the thing: I, I think can't... it's. A... I, I think it's. I think it's insane to say we need to. We need to get four corners. That's no that's insane. I think a veteran signing a quality vet, whether that's a big name, I'm not opposed to it, or a guy with legit experience who you can say, hey, Jalen, you did well, but you need a little bit more time. We're going to split some reps with you. So we're going to give this guy a starting job or come in and compete for a starting job. If you can beat him out, it's yours type situation. That's never That's never a bad thing. No. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing back Stephon Gilmore on another one-year deal. Like, dude balled out in Dallas. Yeah, I don't think I, he would I either. Just, but I, just think, I just think it's crazy because, yeah, I think the most thing we were missing defensively was impactful plays. But at the same time, yeah. it's like, what did you expect out of these corners? What did you expect? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, the moment we lost Isaiah Rogers, I knew that our back end was going to get torched. That was Trash. before we even lost no Dallas Flowers. I already knew it. You yeah. guys saw me. I was in the group chat worried. I was like, oh, great. Here we go. And then, and then no Dallas, 
Yeah, and then Dallas Flowers got hurt, and I was like, "What the what the heck is going?" We were down to what Baker, essentially Baker. the essentially the corners that were on the field. That was all we had. Yeah, yeah, and I'll say this: I'm glad we went young because now we have a cleaner photo. In my opinion, a cleaner photo of it. I think there's at least three guys, like in Juju and Jalen. I'm still not sold on Dallas, but if they bring back Kenny, I think those three guys, given the opportunity, whether Juju and Kenny start and Jalen works in the slot or Jalen becomes a that rotational corner, that third corner, you know. This 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 comment here is facts. Welcome to the show. I think it's the first time I've seen your name, Curtis. Um, Curtis, we are Curtis, Curtis said uh, a, a, a D. I think you need to go share it everywhere and then start it on IG. I already did. Okay, you already did all that, that? that. Yeah, yeah, that's how everybody jumped in, and I just put it on IG. Okay, cool. Um, so Curtis says here we uh, we ignoring the fact that Shaq Noback Leonard was supposed to be a massive part of our coverage scheme. Oh my god, he did not go Shaq, Shaq he, Noback. He used to lock down them crossing routes that murder us, and and I agree with this. This is one hundred percent. We talked yeah. about this before. I even brought it up in the group chat that the one thing we missed was Shaq's impactful plays, and 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 the reason it got brought up was because we were talking about how. Um, Zaire didn't make the Pro Bowl, and everybody thought it was crazy. And I was one of the people who was like, I understand he's a dog, but at the same time, he didn't make national attention because he wasn't making those plays that just wow people. Like the Shaq Leonard-type plays. If you're in a small market team like Indianapolis, you need to make those Shaq Leonard-type plays. When you're turning the ball over, essentially it's two times a game that you could rely on Shaq to make that play when you needed it. And that's what we were missing, especially in the linebacker room. Like those those impactful plays. Now you got them eventually down the line. You got some, but we were heavily missing turnovers. Yeah, I mean, someone that's posted. Uh, with, uh, I do agree, agree with that. this. That's we the need best a dominant DN. That's the first thing he said. I agree with. And then uh, <laughs> Dave also saying this about Trey White here may need to uh, may need. May need to be cut due to money. Um, if we take a chance with his health, bro, uh, if he health can stay help, they he can also stay healthy. Was, I'm all for this. I was about to say, uh, Xavier Howard, um, Xavier Howard from the Dolphins may be cut as well due to the money in cap situation. So that's another one. Hey, if he can stay hey, healthy, Josh, Josh Allen in, in Jacksonville, too. Just saying, yeah, it's a couple of Brian Burns, bro. I don't know if Brian Burns hey, that, is gonna want to leave Carolina. Why would you stay? No, he. I mean, he already was trying to get a deal, and they didn't sign him. So he played the whole year on a franchise well, tag. What well, is there there to so well, they're in the middle of, of, of re-establishing whatever they're doing over there. So, I mean, that's one of those Bro, things where if I'm, a, if I'm a GM, I'm trying to, yeah, hopefully trying to lock GM that guy come, down. Hopefully the GM don't come in and save it, but I, I'd love to get our hands on Brian Burns. I, I, I like yeah. it. Uh, oh, nope, not that one. This one. Hey, Let's boys. Go Real quick. <laughs> Hi. What's up, sis? <laughs> <laughs> ah, fair enough. <laughs> um, Curtis says, Let's go get Ladarius Sneed. Casey can't afford him if they keep Jones. They're not letting him. Win. I agree. Nah, I think they're, they're going to tag one of them and sign one of them, dog. Nah, I think they're going to restructure Mahomes' deal and they're going to find a way to keep them both. Real quick, oh, wouldn't real, shock me. real quick, too. This is the first time my wife's hopped on and actually watched the show. I think four yeah, years, dope. four years running. I think is the first time she hopped on. 
I'd be having to put bro, the boxing gloves just episode. to get my wife to log log in and look at it, bro. <laughs> I'd be trying to I'd be trying to force her. Oh, good times. Crap, I lost. Grandson needs to be a yeah. starter. I agree, but I also like multiple timing combinations. Right? <laughs> I don't know how many times you've walked on the watch. <laughs> I uh, sorry, I do agree. Yelled at me. <laughs> Grandson needs to be a starter. I mean, he's he's been a while, been around a while. Uh, realistically, I don't think we can afford Sneev if we give Pitt the bag. Homie, I mean, we got money to play with. I fully expect Ballard to be aggressive and spend. And if he's not going to give – if he's not going to go out and get a guy at corner and hey, he spends that money at defensive end. Why would you put that toilet paper on, man? In the honor, <laughs> honor of the pod. In the honor of the pod, I put it on, man. Shout out to T.Y. I'm, hey, um, when, Andrew, when, Andrew Luck, when Andrew Luck retired, T.Y. went ghost. That's where his nickname came from. <laughs> He watch trash. <laughs> whoa, whoa, come on, chill. The T stands for trash in your yard. No, 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 not chill. T.Y. was a T.Y. was a dog. No, no, no. Ask the Ask the Legion of Boom why they call him Ghost. He was burning that ass, boys. <laughs> I remember that. You game. can't find him. I remember that game. They couldn't. You find can't him. find him. After, they couldn't find him. Richard Sherman said, "Where's he be looking like?" <laughs> I mean, uh, but uh, nah, I, I, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with the Granton comment, though. Um, I think Jelani Woods needs to be the starter. He just needs to stay healthy. I think if we can get him healthy, then we can definitely um, take off from there. That's, that's what I'm personally at with. I do love Granton. I, I am still on Jelani Woods. Yeah, I'm, I'm still high on that guy. He, he just needs to stay healthy, man. I personally think – I, I just I want, want a dude you can catch. I want Jelani Woods to be my Thank next you. jersey. That's what I want, and I need him to go off this year. Come back healthy and go off. Jelani Woods could catch. That man had a good rookie season with terrible quarterback yeah. play. And then he just had like this hamstring issue all this year, and I'm like, <laughs> that's why everybody who's like, oh, let's go get a tight end, let's go get a tight end, I'm like, we got one. We got yeah, one who's essentially – he had one year. We do we got one. We got, we, got, we got a great guy. We got, Will we Mallory, got dog. We got, we got 19. Like, we got 19 tight ends, bro. We don't, we don't need no more. Yeah, I don't even. I'm giving Will Mallory the edge because at least he was healthy. Like, if Woods can come back next year and ball out, okay, here's you can my stay. Thing. If here's not, my thing. you're not saying you're not saying you're not saying anything that can't happen to any player on this roster. Though. Here's my thing about Will Mallory, though, is that I don't want to hold my breath like I did the first catch he made on the season. That man yeah, was like this. Sure. Look like, you look, like, if you like, look like my eight-year-old trying to catch the ball I wide open. <laughs> I get you. I mean, Woods is that has that elite ability, that size, that speed combination that everyone looks for. The problem is, is I always feel like when dudes get hurt earlier in their career, it always sets them back. The only dude who I've seen actually like come back and do well is Deo, who I fully expect to take another step this year. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I just think it's one of those situations where it's like when you got injuries or hamstrings and things like that, that could literally happen to any player where they could be dealing with that type of situation all year. And it's only his second season. So it's here's, like here's the thing. a hamstring, a hamstring injury can lead to worse. So if it was as bad as it was to keep him out all year, whatever. Yeah, but we wasted I mean, a, a roster spot on the dude. 
Throw him on IR. No, it's not. Uh, he was on IR. Yeah, he was on IR. Yeah, he was. He was. He got put on. He got put on IR after week three. Yeah, did he? He was supposed to. Yeah, I thought he was. He was supposed to be on the fifty-three. No, no, he was on IR all year. Yeah, yeah, which which essentially means he didn't even impact our cap space. I just don't. I just don't understand the the frustration where we come from as Colts fans, where everybody wants to cut guys and get rid of guys on rookie contracts. There's a such thing as a rookie contract. For a reason, watch, like we gotta gotta replace tape. Pierce. Like watch we don't tape. need to replace Pierce. We just watch need to add to the, the receiver. Tape. Watch so. the tape. Watch the tape. Hey, watch. Kind of a tape. crazy hot take. Can I say this? And hold on, hold on. This, this you, is insane. This I'm so tired of hearing this. Like, watch the tape. That's all I'm gonna say. Watch the tape. Go watch. Go go. Colts film room. He's on. He's on Twitter. Go go watch his his tape. Just. Just do it. Because Pierce is always open. Is this as crazy as I say the Colts don't need to go over receiver? I don't like. Think would y'all hate me? Would y'all no, hate me if I said the Colts don't need no. a receiver? Not at all. Like because Zach, Zach, if you, you, if you got this is this is this is my only point of why receiver is because I don't think we're gonna keep Isaiah McKenzie. So I think Isaiah McKenzie is gonna go, and I think we're gonna bring somebody in just to replace Isaiah McKenzie to be a back to be like a wide receiver. To be a, 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 a wide receiver four or five on the roster and probably be a returner. I was just about to say, to, to Matt's point, it, it, like how people were talking, if we get rid of Alec Pierce and we get rid of Isaiah McKenzie, that leaves us with two or three receivers on the roster. It's not even just right. that. Uh, we, we, don't, we don't need to keep keeping – like we need to have four to five on the roster. Right. I don't disagree with that. Game day here's, here's, with three here's, receivers. here's my thing is it's not even just that. It's you take away Alec Pierce, now you're taking away that deep threat. With that arm of Anthony Richardson, why would you do that? I mean, essentially, the goal is to have Alec Pierce start to draw attention away. He's always open. Gardner just doesn't throw it that way. Right. You that was my next. We, we talked about it last week. You can't take away. You can't evaluate wide receivers. when That's it comes underrated to, right there, Curtis. When it comes to, you know, the way we had a backup quarterback who doesn't throw further than six and a half yards. That's my feeling. And when he did, I feel and like, he did, and when he did, it was like seventy-yard bombs to Alec Pierce. I feel like if you brought back Michael Pittman Jr. and had him be one, you continue to let Pierce be the traveler and run the deep ball, run the goes, because he's he's that fifty-fifty guy. He can he can take you over the top. He's always open on tape. He's routing dudes up, <clears throat> and then you the, let Downs. This the, you let Downs. You can get speed and watch you can get speed. In free agency, dog. Daryl Mooney's available. Let me, let me ask this. Curtis, let me ask this. Curtis me ask Samuel's this. available. Like, let me let me ask this real everywhere. This is this is like going to be my biggest rant throughout this whole offseason. Not the biggest rant today, but it's going to be what I rant about every time we do a show. I can see it now because every show people are talking about it. They keep saying this word separation. Tell me where Michael Pittman Jr.'s separation is. Everybody, everybody's willing to pay this man top five wide receiver money. But no one talks about how he gets zero separation. Zero. He's but everybody, but everybody wants to complain about the one guy who does get separation, just doesn't get the targets. Tell me how this shit makes sense. It's called Pittman Jr. shifty rather than speed. Well, Pittman's so not getting easy. separation. Pittman's got strong hands. He's making the catches contested. Every time, Alec Pierce doesn't get the targets. That's it. Uh, 
Right. Alex Pierce, hey, bro, you're running a fade. Hey, you're running a fit. You're running a fly. Yeah, That's he, what he, he ran, ran all year. He ran the he ran the most go balls uh, by far. Right. This season and ran the most uh, mileage, I think, without targets. Yeah, and he was uh, ran like eleven thousand. Ran like eleven thousand yards without getting a ball thrown his way. Something by like half like by like halfway through the season too. I remember that they put it on a yeah. autographic on a game like halfway through the season. Like the dude yeah. was and open, and if you even look back at the tape at that Texans uh, the, the the game versus the Texans to get into the playoffs. Alec Pierce wide was running open. a go route that was wide open that Gardner Minshew just didn't throw Minshew. because he didn't Minshew like the just window. Missed it. This is the and thing so, I'm going to argue every time. Like, that's when Shane lit his ass up on the sideline. Because everybody, yeah, because everybody wants to talk about separation, but our wide receiver one doesn't get that amount, that much separation. But he makes the he, he gets the targets and he makes the plays. If he drops a ball, he'll come back and make another one because he's going to get the targets. Alec Pierce drops a ball and someone doesn't go back to him. Right. I never thought I'd hear this from Damon. <laughs> Damon, get, get out of here with this Paris telling, Campbell crap, dog. I keep telling people. Last week was I my keep, week to troll. I'm not I keep I'm telling not allowing – no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Paris I'm telling you, dog. Whoever, whoever's no. Paris Campbell haters, you guys might be mad this offseason because I'm not sleeping on him coming I'll back. Spicy, man. I, I would I not. I would not. And for people who love separation, him and Kylan Granson were killing it all the um the Matt Ryan year. Granson just couldn't get the Absolutely. ball. But um, to your point, Zach, about the whole receiver thing, Ryan's the problem. reason, the reason, the reason I get excited about the the receiver pick is just because you get that explosiveness. You know the. That when you think about the Jamar Chases, the Jefferson right. Jefferson, the Tyreek Hills, you just think about those type of receivers and what you have the that ability to do. So those are the ones that just get me excited. But do we need a receiver? Absolutely not. I've been saying all the time um, right. since Matt since Matt brought it up uh, late in the season where he was like, I don't think we have a specific need and we could easily go yeah. best player available in the draft. And I think that that's what gives the Colts the most room for improvement because of the fact that you have a wide range of where you can pick depending on what you want to do in free agency. And so – to to say to ask the question, would we hate you for saying that we don't need to take a receiver? Absolutely not. No, it, you know not, I've been on that multiple different ways to go true, in that direction. Unless like Marvin Harrison Jr. falls, there's in my opinion, there's no need to take a receiver at, at 15. Or neighbor. The only way the right neighbor. The only way the Colts mess this up is if they take like, hey, we're gonna take Joe Alt at 15. Like, why? Like, if they take an offensive lineman, to me, in my opinion, that's the only way the Colts mess it up because I fully expect Ballard to be like, oh, it's the year I get to trade back in the first round. Consider it done. Like, that is the move I fully expect Chris Ballard to make this year. This right here. NFL stats indicate Pierce had three drops his rookie year and three his second year. I saw this, and I remember using this in a conversation I was having because here's the thing. He doesn't get the targets. Why is he dropping the ball if he doesn't get the targets? And when he does, he's wide open downfield for 72-yard touchdowns. Like, I don't I don't understand the hate for the guy. Like, y'all got to go listen to Reggie Wayne because Reggie Wayne talks about Alec Pierce more than he talks about any other wide receiver in that room. Because Alec Pierce and Reggie Wayne have the same game. That's it. They're possession receivers. We just and didn't I have think a guy to throw it. And I think – and some of the people also – um, some of the people also credit some of those, uh, they call them drops, on some of those deep ball throws that he don't manage to pull in and catch. Those are not accredited as a drop. 
That's just an incompletion. Like, you gotta you gotta know the difference between what a drop is and what a drop isn't as well. There there were a couple of times where he would he would you know the ball touched his hands and he dropped it. Sure, okay. Yeah, like the game uh Pittman was out, they threw the slant and he had a chance to make yeah. that catch. That's a drop. Yeah, that's a drop. Yeah. But if you gotta jump like eight feet in the air, try and catch that ball and it goes through your hands. I'm sorry, or, but that's not a drop. That's just or you come down, or you come down and hit the ground and the ball and it falls out. That's not a drop. Out. That's not a drop. That's an incompletion. You just couldn't come down with it. Not gonna come down with every ball. Uh, we got one from Brendan Douglas oh, here. Oh, I, didn't uh, I don't know if this is. Many. I didn't know if this was a new commenter or not, but uh, he says we should definitely go defense. I think it depends I'm, on free agency. I'm not opposed. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not. Also, well, both of you guys said I'm not opposed. It also depends on what we do in free agency. So, yeah, because I, uh, I think I think it depends on what where where Ballard wants a veteran, right? Uh, do you want to bring in another veteran edge rusher like you did with Ebicon, or do you want? Huh? I'd almost bet money he's gonna go veteran and safety because he wants consistency and safety. He he beat the table at the press conference. We need more consistent plays and safety. So my money is we're going vet at safety. And that and would make sense because here's the thing. You want to vet on the back end for communication reasons. I think he wants and two I, I of think, them. So do you re-sign Julian and then bring in another uh, vet? I think – You're going to let Julian, Julian walk and then you're going to go get two new vets? Possibly. Guys who fit the system know. better. I don't know. Julian but was way, and Absolutely. But in Ballard's press conference, he literally said, consistency at safety. I need it. I want it. So to me, like he said last year, a pass rush. We need more pass rush. I want consistency in the pass rush. We'll be I agree with that. We go out. We go out and sign Ibukam, and he brings a whole another level of juice. Plus, guys step up. I fully expect him to do the exact same thing again. Reading between the lines and watching that press conference a couple of times, like I have. I think we go veteran on the back end. I think there's a couple safeties available. It wouldn't shock me if we draft another safety like Ballard's been doing drafting safeties and seeing if they stick and if not moving them to backer. So we also like, got the kid from Cal coming back from say uh from Cal. Yeah from, Daniel from Scott. Cal. Andrew, yeah Daniel Scott. Um Vika yeah. yeah, I got a I disagree he with named uh, him. he named Oldfier, him by name uh, in that press conference too. Said uh Wayne not a possession receiver. I disagree with that and then we barely signed Bro. a free agency. I also disagree with this because so, there has so, been multiple times where Ballard has went in. Matter of fact, he's went in on quarterback like every single year since but here, he's been here. But here's here's the other here's the other point to that, right? The other times, the other free agencies, he's been trying to find a quarterback. Yeah. Right. This is the first free agency since luck. And we don't that have he's to. been able to right. Yep. That he's been able to build around a quarterback because that one year with luck, that 2019 team, everything comes back to that 2019 team was loaded. He had luck at quarterback, had a great rookie class, and we well, spent that offseason. Actually, we spent not that even that because if you then, go back to his uh, 2016 with Ballard, he didn't have Andrew yeah, Luck because well, Andrew Luck was still dealing with injuries then. Right. So yeah. he cut a bunch <laughs> of dudes, and yeah, I mean, yeah. So he spins. He just don't spin on flashy big names. This is the first year I do believe that Ballard, if he wants to, because of the the stability we have in Richardson and the cap flexibility we now have at the quarterback position, being he's so cheap, I fully expect Ballard to spin more in free agency. I wouldn't be mad. I'm at also. It, I agree with Curtis. I fully expect Ballard to trade to to trade. 
that pick either for a proven vet, like Brian Burns, for example, or trade back. Like the Colts are in no, they're in the perfect position. They can add more picks, draft depth, sign vets. It's a luxury right now. As long as they don't take an offensive lineman in the first round, I truly don't think they can mess and dress the draft up. Clearly, unless you, you trade, unless you trade in that first round pick for Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, <laughs> or Justin Jefferson, do not trade the pick. Like, like he said it in this presser. We must be more explosive in the passing game. We must be more explosive in our defensive backroom. I mean, there's there's three ways to go there. Draft a receiver, a defensive end, or a cornerback. Whichever way you want to go is to be more explosive. Do not trade back. If you trade back, I just I dis I disagree. Uh, essentially, on drafting a wide receiver or whatever to make your offense more explosive. I think when you evaluate our offense, I really think it boils down to the fact that we didn't have Anthony Richardson. And I really think I, – I know – I'm not saying that I think he's going to be elite like everybody's sitting here saying. I'm not saying that off of, you know, the one full game that we watched him play and the couple games where he did great things like against Houston and he did do good things against Jacksonville. And all I keep going back to is that Rams game and how well he played in that second half. But – so I'm not going to sit here and be a homer and be like, oh, he's going to be, you know – hot fire off the press as soon as he steps on the field next year. I'm, that's what I'm hoping he is. But essentially, we didn't have that explosive offense because we didn't have him. We had Gardner Minshew, who has never made an offensive explosive. We also had Jonathan Taylor, who was still trying to work his way back. So to me, I think, I, think, I think you can even just get more explosive just by having AR back on the field. But see, that's that's also where I'm going with this, though. So, so say in the case that, like, I knock on, I got wood right here. Anthony Richardson misses another game or two or whatever. And look at the Cincinnati Bengals with, when Joe Burrow goes down. They're able to bring in a Joe, Jake Browning and can still be explosive because of who they have at receivers and a couple explosive, uh, one of those, that, that rookie running back that they had that was very explosive. I'm saying that we need to have that depth and explosiveness if – Anthony Richardson can't create all the explosives because when Anthony Richardson is in there, yeah, boom, we're explosive. But he finished two games and played five. So I'm not necessarily trying to put the knock on him, but I'm saying as a team, we should be more explosive regardless who's playing quarterback. That way it's easier for the quarterback to play that position. And that's why I'm putting that in there as far as the don't trade back. So like my example for, like Malik Neighbors being there at 15, don't pass on that. Because that's the type of guy where we can get those same that Michael Pittman Jr. where we throw the screen and he takes it 30 yards. In the case of Malik Neighbors, he could take that screen and take it 60. So I'm just I mean, saying, like, I'm I mean, saying whatever we have there, be explosive I mean, for who's you, on the field. I've been I've been saying it since like what week since the bye week that we could go best player available. So if Malik, if, if neighbors is there and he's, you know, clearly the best player available. Yeah. I'm not going to be opposed to that at yeah. all. Uh, the only thing that I really think I'm opposed to is bringing in this Brock Bowers. And it's only because I don't care too much about drafting a tight end in the first round. I don't think Who we need a tight end. I don't think that a tight end impacts this offense enough unless you plan to make him the star of the offense like they do in KC or they do in San Fran where when Kittle was the star. 
I don't think that you go that tight end unless that's your plan offensively. And if we re-sign MPJ to a good contract and he stays here, that's not our plan. Our plan isn't going to be make a so our focal point offensively a tight end. That I, so no, I, I, I agree with you. There. I really think I really think yeah, best player available. But Brock Bowers to us to to me to Indianapolis <clears throat> as a whole at fifteen, Brock Bowers will never be best player available because it's not the most impactful move we could make. Wide receiver like Neighbors, if he's there, he's best player available. He makes a huge impact offensively, in my opinion. You go defense if if uh, uh, old boy from Florida State is there, you go him. You're taking the right. D tackle, the nose tackle from Florida State. No, no, no. no, no he's no, talking no. about pass rusher Jared Verse. Yes, Verse. Oh, Verse. Yeah. Okay. You go him. Um, okay. It's just it's just what's going to be the most impactful move day one. That's what we need, essentially. And it it could be anything but tight end, in my opinion. If we go right tackle, shit, that might be the most impactful because Braden Smith barely be fucking plays. <laughs> it's, I mean, I would be too. I'd I'm be just saying. To tackle. I'm just be saying. High, it's, man. it's one yeah. of those. Situ- it's just one of those situations. I think like we could really do anything now. If we trade for a guy like Brian Burns, to me, I don't. I think that could be a day one impact. Uh, it is. That's why I'm like I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed. I don't to trading giving up a pick for a guy like I, Brian Burns. I personally, I don't want to trade for a guy that's a free agent. I'd rather just try and get him to come visit Indy. That's one Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Which, well, which is which is why you don't you don't trade for Brian Burns. I forgot he's about to hit free agency. So yeah, you don't yeah. trade for him. You keep the pick. But exactly. That's what I would do there. That's that'd be my preference. This this thing this whole it's this whole Brock Bowers thing is built <laughs> because everyone's hyping up the fact that George Kittle's in a Super Bowl, uh, Travis Kelsey is in a Super Bowl. Teams keep making it with these top tight ends, and it's. Travis Kelsey is 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 one in a million, and and he only had one good game this year, and it was two weeks ago with the AFC Championship game. In my opinion, uh, he's a wide receiver when he, in his prime, he's a wide receiver in the tight end spot. Yeah, I think it's also though he's the focal point of that offense. That's why they don't have big name wide receivers. That's why they don't pay a lot of money to their wide receivers. That's why they don't have big name running backs because Travis Kelsey is that focal point. Our offense is in Brock Bowers. I, I do want to say though, is a lot of people is favoring Brock Bowers because of the fact that you look at some of the tight ends like a George Kittle, uh, Sam Laporta, who came in and was a great rookie. Um, Brock Bowers, he has the talent. I, 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 I'm not against the guy. Like I just don't think it's one of those situations where a tight end gets me totally excited. And so I just um, I think that if he's as good as people say he is, he shouldn't even make it to 15. For one, for two, I don't think he will. It's like I just think there's other positions that I feel like, like, like. Think about it. Think back to camp. We had twelve freaking tight ends on the roster at one point. I, I don't. I think the yeah. reason we had all those guys is because Jelani Woods wasn't healthy, Molly Cox wasn't healthy, Colin Granson wasn't healthy, and 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 Will Mallory wasn't healthy. So literally, all four of the guys that we were gonna have on the roster. At some point during training, we had, we're not able to practice or, or can't we went, play or whatever. When we went into the season with a 53-man roster, we had a six to five ratio of tight ends to wide receivers. <laughs> exactly. Or we had or no, no, I lied. I lied. It was five to four. Five to four. Because because we had less than five wide receivers. We had five tight ends and four wide receivers going into week one. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, who are so, you putting the franchise tag on? No one. Nobody. 
That's I'm not tagging nobody. <laughs> yeah, me. Why? Either. You might I'm as well just pay. anyway. I am not a believer in the tag. I'm not a pay believer me. in any tag. Just pay the man. If you're wanting pay to pay the man, sit the sit your ass down and pay him. It's not that hard. We have. I don't even know where we're at in cap because there's three different sources that say three different numbers. I'm pretty sure we're somewhere between 60 and 70 million cap. I've seen 71. I've seen 71 million and as low as 58 million. So that the, yeah, me too. Um, I don't I know the exact number. One here. I haven't heard this one here from uh, Dave. But, but this is a really good point right here. Bowers. Dave says if someone is available at uh, if Bowers is available at 15, we can find someone who will overpay for him. It's basically saying we trade back and just get a huge haul for that Bro. number 15 pick. I, I'm not a big Telling fan you. of trade back, but I, I can I can see what you're getting at, Dave. And I can't say I would be totally opposed to it. Bowers is going to go top ten. Here's my thing: as long as we as long as we stay in the first round, I hate I hate trading out of day one. If you get someone to overpay and you can drop back to like 25, 26, I think we're okay in a good spot right there. I don't want to go back that far. I don't want to go to 20. I'm good with that. I'm, I'm, yeah, I can agree. I just don't want to get out of day one because for some reason, Ballard has that thing where he likes to get out of day one and he ends up filling up on third and fourth round picks. and. Yeah, but he's money in that round, dog. Third and fourth uh, rounder is bad. No, I, I mean, I mean, I know that. I'm just saying we need a day one impact somewhere on the field. <laughs> so, yep, I agree with Matt there. Like, I don't, I don't. That's why I don't want to go back too far. So, I, I do think that Dave has a good point. If we were to somewhat like, if we were to go to like, because I think the Jags are at 18, so I really don't want to go behind the Jags. So I feel like they are trying to screw us out of a position. Um, but if we can get to like 17, 19, we end up behind the Jags, but we got like swap picks and a third, <laughs> 2024 third round pick. I think Ballard would go for that. So that's where I would be at with, with, with the overpay and possibly another uh, pick or something. I don't think we have to worry about it, honestly, because I think Bowers goes seven. I'm hoping like, he do. Though. I have no – I have no he someone is gonna I'm fall hoping. for that for that golden goose and take him and he's gonna bust because as I've said on the internet and argued with some dude when DeMarco helped me bury some guy saying printing out, you know, the last 15 years of tight ends. Unless you're Travis Kelsey, you're a bum. And like most first round tight ends have been trash. And here's the thing, Florida, Kelsey, third Travis round Kelsey. George Kittle, Kittle wasn't even first round. round yeah, and George Kittle isn't even right. A guy he's who's a like sixth round pick. George Kittle's not even dominating right now, so I don't right. even know why well, he everybody does in the run game. And Sam Bro, Laporta, you see his tape, his run. Yeah, he's a good. Yeah, sure. But then you got like Sam Laporta. Like, yeah, he had a good. He had a good rookie year. But you also had a wide receiver one who's like top three <clears> in the <throat> league. Yeah, of course you're gonna have some open field. Yeah. They got to double team one of you, and they're not gonna double team a tight end. Unless you're freaking Gronkowski or Travis Kelsey. Yeah, so that's why I was like, when I, I was telling that to Zach, I'm like, you can't find, you can only find TJ Hawkinson that's been a first round, a first round tight end that has worked in the last 10 years. And then um, even my guy Kyle Pitts in Atlanta so far has been, I mean, dare I say, wasted pick because they haven't been able to use him. I mean, I think he can still be a guy, but it just hasn't worked. So it's like you could take a tight end with that pick and then just completely 
not even value the guy where you think that you should after you pick him. So that's why I'm like, man, go go receiver, tight end, or not tight end, uh, receiver, defensive end, or cornerback, wherever you're feeling is the biggest need. But I, I just don't see one outside of those three positions. I think that if Bowers is there, like Dave is saying, I think trading back might be the best because – I just I think Jelani Woods could easily be the same can, type of third round pick as some of these other tight ends. I, I can tell you one thing that we're not going to pick at fifteen, and that's quarterback, running back, quarterback. Yeah, hey James Boyd made a post about that. He um he um he said, "What did he say?" He made a post and asked everybody, "Where did they feel like?" Yeah, what was the need? And literally everybody commented on there. Oh, yeah, I think you retweeted mine where I said we can go best player available. Um, but literally nobody put quarterback, and he was like, It's good to see uh what a year can do as far as where you feel your team is at, and now nobody feels we need a quarterback, which I actually appreciate because I thought it was gonna be a lot of Anthony Richardson hate. Um, but it seems like all of Colts Nation is banded together and uh, everybody's riding with them outside of about two Colts fans. I've only seen like really like four people throw any hate on Richardson. Some dude called Richardson a Band-Aid. I've seen some dude who's like a Will Levis fan. Literally his hashtag was Colts and Will Levis for life. I have no clue. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's one of the two that I'm talking about. There's there's yeah. two that really love was, Will was Levis. All like, we need we need to re-sign Minshew because you know Richardson can't stay healthy, blah blah. And yeah, but beyond that, I feel like most people either don't have a comment, don't really care, or the jury's still out. I mean, yeah. I feel like the jury's still out on AR, so I kind of reserve my judgment until I've seen more. But what I have seen of AR, he he's answered the bell. I just need to see more of it consistently without dude getting hurt before I say, all right, Colts got got a guy or, hey, we got to go back to the drawing board. That's what I'm saying. I just want to see him on the field for a whole game and, and win a few. Yeah. yeah. We got a couple of comments in here real quick. Brennan Douglas is saying if we get Burns uh, to go on offense. Oh, if we get Burns, we go offense. Uh, in the draft, you can find good DBs in later rounds. Um, I think what that is, I think that's pretty. Game? I think that's I think that's pretty fair because I, I I'd guess that Ballard loves uh, Juju and Jalen Jones, so I could definitely see if we were to get Burns I don't and we go offense. That. So I think that's a fair fair uh, <laughs> statement there. I, I don't disagree there. You had someone that would you guys? Yeah, I, I just, this. I just, my, my question is, is, if you, if you want to go offense at fifteen, no, no, he said if we get Brian Burns, though, I get, I get this, I get that. Okay, that's what okay. I'm saying. If we get Brian Burns, I just want to know his his answer to this. If we go off or defense, we get Brian Burns, right, and then we go offense at fifteen. Where do you want to go? This is specifically to Brendan because we just running had to back. Talk. I just, I just want to know running back what. Bro, I want running back. Are you trolling? You saw no, what? That would, bro, that no, would be insane. Real. You saw, you saw what Detroit did with Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery. You what, put what AR running with, they were nasty. With, they were nasty, bro. You put you put AR girl. with a a young running running back and a JT. With, with and you who? say, hey, bro, who, who bro, it Jameer don't matter. Gibbs and, 
See now, 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 hold on, now, hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick. Now, hold on, you, now you run some this. split back formation. Hold on, hold on, hold you on. run some shit out of the pistol. That'd be nasty. Now answer, now answer this. If he's not there, but hold on, bro. Oh my bad. If, if, if I'm like having a conversation with Brendan here, huh? <laughs> if, he, if he's not there, right? Because we we had this talk too. We would go Malik Neighbors too. Essentially, I think if Malik Neighbors is there at 15, we go him either way. Either we go and get Brian Burns or not. Um, you taking Keon Coleman? But yeah, nope. if, if 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 he's not there, where are you going? Are you sticking to wide receiver, or is there anywhere else you would look at 15? Like, okay, now you can. You can Bro, I'm him. taking. If a receiver's not there and we go Burns. Let's say in free agency, I'm taking running back. I'm getting the best running back in the draft, and I'm telling Zach, teams, "Hey, Zach, Andy, we just the, pound the name rock." Me the, name me the running back you're taking. I want that either that kid from Oregon or that kid from Texas. Both Texas, them guys. I don't, dogs. I don't think, I don't already think we already have JT. Why? But why not? You guys want explosiveness and playmakers, <laughs> richer, richer, <laughs> bro. Because running back, running back, running back, running back, not like running back, not like receiver though. You can choose. I get it. I get it. Hey, you're. I can't argue with you because you you make a valid argument. This is just me saying, "Fuck it, let's run the wishbone, dog." Let me let me let me ask this. All about it. Let me throw this point out there. The Saints did it. The Saints did it when they had Mark Ingram. Yeah, but they went and drafted. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish my points because I'm on your side. Jeez, bro. The Saints <laughs> did it with Mark Ingram. They brought in Alvin Kamara. Those are two top running backs. I believe they both went first round. And guess no. what? They didn't win any Super Bowls. Kamara went second round. I think it was like in the beginning of the second yeah. round, though. It doesn't count. Kamara was second round pick. That doesn't count. He was like the, the second pick of that day. But either way, to to Matt's point, Zach, they didn't win no Super Bowls. So what's the point? <laughs> it didn't help. I, Drew I understand. Listen, I understand. But I'm just saying, like, we're arguing explosiveness. What if the best guy on the board's a running back, bro? At 15. But it's not. It's what not. do we do? But it's not. We don't know how, but we don't know how it's gonna play out, guy, bro. We can't sit here and say it's not. No, I can tell I you right back now. I take not, no, the only running back that you can take to explain to me that's that explosive is Brooks, and he's coming off an ACL injury. So that's not a first round pick. There's no other argument. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. What? Ballard likes guys with injuries coming out of but college. Not first. No, 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 no. He'll steal him. He'll steal him in like the like like the third. If he's there okay, in the third, I'm, if he's there in the third, I can guarantee I'm, Ballard probably gonna take that man. I'm with that. I'm with that. We, we do did that. It with, we did, I'm just. We did it hey, with Julian Blackman. I'm just throwing, and we throwing did ideas out here. I can't remember who it was. I know, but Zach, you throwing out stuff that's going to make me rip out my hair. I'm telling you. I'm not, I'm not, not trying to piss anybody off. Like, like, I, I do not want another repeat of Philip Dorsett. I, if we take a I pick swear. that I just clearly I, feel we don't need, I'm going to go <laughs> insane. I'm going to lose it. Like, there's just not one. Like, I if, swear, if I'm was, not trying to make anybody mad. If there was a Saquon Barkley in this draft at 15, and I'd be like, right. hell yeah, go ahead, do it. Like, do what you got to do. But there's not that running back in this right. draft. And like I said, Brooks is the no, only one. No. But um, Brent, Brendan answered like, here. He said Romo Dunze or Keon Coleman. And Romo, Rome is not going to be. I take, He's going to be a top 10 pick. I take Keon. I think Keon is worth it at 15. I know he's 
his film is sketchy. I know it's sketchy at times, <clears throat> but again, to me, I look at it like if you take a receiver at 15, it's a luxury. It's a luxury pick because we don't need it. We we don't need it. It's like taking a running back point. at 15. I just disagree with the – We don't I need it. Disagree. It's a luxury. I, I just disagree with the key on point, but I do agree with the receiver point. I don't think Keon Coleman, like, he doesn't create that separation. So all Colts fans are going to be moaning and groaning about, oh, he doesn't separate. We got a Michael Pittman Jr. 2.0. Um, <laughs> and then his effort on film reminds me clearly of the guy that we talked about that we didn't want anymore, which is Chase Young. His effort on film looks looks yeah. eerily similar to the George Pickens where yeah, he wasn't he blocking the ball, for other he don't guys. Want yeah. yeah, so – there's yeah. just too many red flags for me with Keon Coleman. So um, I don't know if Matt had it any more for you, Brendan, but I just – I don't think that if uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. or Malik Neighbors isn't on the board there at 15, and I mean I guess some Colts fans will want Bowers, I just don't see the Colts going offense after that pick. I agree I just, with this, this next comment he made. Right, um, I do agree with that. I'm, I'm a I was just ball. being a troll. Brennan, Brennan, Brennan let me, me know about uh, let me know about uh, Zach Moss. Where are you where are you at with Zach Moss on that? Brennan? Oh, I know Dave, right? Dave, right? Hey, He's I just, like, I was ready to rip it out, Dave. I'm telling you, man. I'm, I'm just like, pulling. No. I'm just pulling ideas out, man, because you never know. It's draft season. Wild stuff gets crazy. I wouldn't be mad if the Colts took my favorite prospect in the draft, Johnny Newton, you know, defensive tackle from Illinois at 15. I would love that. I would okay. love that. Will they? That's, no. But I would love that. That's a that's a fair room, Brennan. I'm I'm not I wouldn't be mad there. I, I don't I'm, think I'm at against that, it. At that at that point, I don't think I would take another running back, but I, I'm I'm against the re-signing Moss. Period. Me too. Period. Dude, no. no Period. You don't want him back. Thank you. Thank you for the couple games you gave us. Thank you. You did. No you need. played great. But I am. I'm a huge fan of Evan Hall, man. I am a huge fan of Evan Hall. Evan Hall, and I truly think, and I think it showed as the season went on. This is nothing against Zach Moss. I just don't think there's a reason to pay him, because the other two running backs, Sermon and Goodson, outside of a dropped ball. In a game that was important, I just I, I feel like they proved that it was literally a system that was working in the running back room. I think because they were going off those last few they games. Changed bro. system, dog. That system. That's why that, I was so it favors running back. Why I was so heavy. That's why I didn't think we needed to sign resign JT last year. That's why I, mean, I was hell, like, bro, you know, Shane's gonna bring a run game. It's included. It's like you buy Shane, you buy Shane Steichen, run game included. So yeah. like I don't. To me, I would love nothing's better than a one-two punch. Exactly, you I take agree. a running back at fifteen. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, nothing better than a one-two punch. I get it, one hundred percent. is that is that you can get a one-two punch from any of the other guys that we have in that room with Evan Hall, with Sermon, Absolutely. with Goodson, yeah. and JT. <laughs> because essentially you're gonna you have two running backs on the field at all times with AR anyway. The running game is gonna work no matter who's which running back we use. 
that this this system is a running system. It's it's it favors it. It's not a Frank Reich running system. It's a Shane Sykin running system, and it works. Did you guys uh, grade any positions yet? No, we didn't actually. Okay. We just kind of okay. were talking, and you you hopped on, and we just kind of kept on talking. We didn't grade anything. Okay, no problem. Um, I just wanted to say real quick. Uh, oh, I was about to say. Um, we, we're all in consensus that we're likely going receiver, edge, or cornerback with the first round pick, but a lot of people haven't discussed where you guys think we should go with the uh, second round pick which is likely, I think it's going to be around pick 48, I think. I personally think that's where we go corner. I don't oh, think I we're think going corner at the first. I, I, I think I think that's actually where Ballard is going to eye up corners. Um, that's uh, typically from trending, what we've seen in the, in the past. He, he heavily favors those mid-round uh, guys, uh, the day two, day three guys when it comes to the corners and the safeties. So if he's going to touch up on DB, I really think that's where he's going to go, or wide receiver. I think it's going to be one of those two. What are you thinking, Zach? Um, I think it all depends on the first round, because huh? I truly think that this. Well, would say that again. Out. He said he I thinks it depends, think on, it the depends on the first, first, first round. I truly think Ballard could take a, a corner first round, and if Ballard okay. takes a corner first round, we go, you know, uh, a mid round receiver. I mean, it really uh, the guy I want and I really like was that safety I told you about. So I would love to see the Colts double dip and go corner first round. That's the uh, safety. Minnesota safety, right? That 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 Newbin, that Newbin dude. Yeah, Minnesota. I would love to see them go corner first round, safety second round. Yo, hey, the receiver class is so deep. Let's go get a guy in the third. Fourth round, we've addressed it in free agency, but let's go get a young edge because you can never have enough of them and kind of build the draft that way. That would be me because the way I see it is this draft is so much better on defense than it is offense that I feel like your first 20 picks or your first fifth, really 15 and a half-ish are going to be the big offensive players. And then anything beyond that, is going to be a defense defensive player because the depth, in my opinion, in this draft is all on the defensive side. So if we go defense, I would love to see us double dip and go defense, but it wouldn't shock me if we went offensive in the first round and then corner in the second because Ballard loves getting mid-round corners. That's fair. I think um, I think if, if we exclude free agency just because I don't know where we go there, um, if we were to get somebody like Brian Burns, I think it would change exactly where I'm going with this. But I would say if we just excluded uh, free agency and just went draft, I think our draft could very look easily look like um, Jared Verse, defensive end from Florida State, being at 15. And then mm -hmm. I think we could easily go second round pick being Troy Flank, uh, Troy Franklin, receiver from Oregon, the speedster over there, He's that big, big old body tall guy, dude, right? big yeah. big tall speedster guy. Out of uh, out of um, Oregon, I think um, <laughs> that's somewhere I think we could go. I would think we, I think we go opposite whichever picks we go. So I feel like if we go that's offense right. or defense in the first round, I think we go opposite side of the ball in the uh, second round. But I, think I personally think I personally think this is the hardest off season that Chris Ballard's gonna have. 
I in agree. my opinion. Because we, we I think agree. Looking, looking, look, yeah, looking from the outside, right? Fans are like, oh, this is going to be an easy one because we really don't have anywhere that we essentially need to go because we can go best player available. But at the same time, mm-hmm. if he picks wrong or does the wrong move, like, and it doesn't work out. Like essentially, he could go the right positions, but get the wrong guy. Like it could make or break this roster, in my opinion. I, I agree with you on the first part, but I disagree with the second part. I, I feel like, like, uh, so like, like last year, for example, like we all know we needed quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like that makes it easy. It's like you know you're just picking the quarterback. You just got to make sure you pick the right guy. And for instance, here. It's like you gotta go best player available and find the yeah. right guy, which makes it more broad. So that's why I disagree, just not necessarily uh on the guy, but just the fact that like you gotta find the position, which one is going the to position be the best out of all of them. Which which the is guy. which you have to he has to actually put value to everybody to to every position on the mm-hmm. roster and, and to who we have going in the free agency for one. Because now you got to now he's got to strategically re-sign guys. Actually, look at free agents outside of this organization. He's got to actually look at the draft as well. Shit, what position do I value youth, and where's it going to impact us the most? You know, and, and and that's gonna that yeah. I really think that this is this is gonna be the hardest off season for him. And yeah. I do not, I do not envy him going into this offseason. I don't. Yeah. Like him and him and like, Shane, um, him and Shane are probably still in the office working every single day, right now, trying to figure out. Oh, you know out. he is. You know he is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Shane's Essentially, on the ball all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I think that this is a very uh, uh, Ashley. I will say I don't, I don't want Cooper DeGene. <laughs> Cooper DeGene, bro. It depends on how he I does the combine, honestly. Actually, I don't because if don't he tears it. if he tears it up with the combine, he could be he could be a top ten pick. That being said, name the last good white corner ever picked. <laughs> hey, let's, let, let, I'll wait. Let's not, let's not do that here, <laughs> homie. I'm just spitting facts. I mean, I'm, just I'm spitting not facts. even talking about. I'm not even talking about. Race, they don't race exist. Aside. Race aside, I just when I watch Bro, the they film don't exist. Cooper, I mean, it, either way, it's a safety. I'm just, I'm just. That's what a lot of people are saying, and I, I just when I watch the film and I turn <laughs> on tape, I just don't see. Did you say the, uh, Like a, a lot of people are are uh, talking about him being the best cornerback uh, in this draft, and when I turn on the film. I just don't see it. Regardless of the race, there's a kid in the white cornerback. He got speed, so bro, I discount him as white. He's right. he's he's with his speed. He's an honorary <laughs> black guy, if you want to call him that. But uh, I just don't see the 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 skills, the coverability. I, I don't. I mean, see the best corner of this draft. He, when I he played defense at Iowa, that you got to be solid to play defense at Iowa, like. I give credit where credit is due. They run a tough scheme in Iowa. Like, you play defense at Iowa, you're going to be a solid pro. I fully expect you to be. But I just don't – not with him. Like, I just don't see it. I feel mm-hmm. like there's a dude from Toledo, a corner from Toledo, who's way underrated and way better. Oh, you're talking about Quayon Mitchell. 
Yeah, yeah, that dude. Everybody, a, stud. A, a lot of people were his, his draft stock is rising with a lot of people. That dude's a stud. His film is Chef's Kiss, dog. Like <clears throat> stud. Yeah, bro. I'm sorry. This is one of the most intense hockey games I've watched in a while. Yeah, it's Carol Carolina and the Devils, and it's nothing, nothing right now with three minutes left. And uh, in the final quarter, yeah, final period, yeah. Damn, no score. <laughs> Intense. But yeah, man. So I, I think that's um pretty fair as far as the first and second round. It's just tough to know what we're gonna do when we don't know where we're gonna attack in free agency. We're at the 112 mark here. Appreciate everybody who's been coming in. Uh, appreciate the four viewers that are still in here. I'm um, the one like we got. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. We got merch down there. So please go check us out at ZTV, uh, the ZTV site. Be, be, be advised that says OG on the logo or above some of these merch down here because it's the OG logo. Uh, I believe you can even scan the QR code. Yeah, you can scan the QR code. It'll take you to ztvonline.com, and then you go to the the white, the three white lines, the tab, and then you go down to the shop, and you can look at the shop. Um, he's got it separated by show uh, that's on ZTV, so we've got our own little section in there. You go in there. He's also working on some new, some other stuff, some other merch for us um, that he said will be done by Friday or by the end of next week. Uh, so shout out to ZTV and Joey Carr for all the work that he's been putting in for us. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to ZTV and, and the guy Joey. Um, so with that being said, we have the now 113. Um, let's go ahead and jump into some of these grades, man. Where are you guys at? Uh let's grade this uh quarterback room with Anthony Richardson um playing in five games, uh completing two, and then Gardner Minshew finishing out the season and taking us all the way to nine and eight record and pretty much doing the job for us. Uh, where are you guys at on the quarterback room? So quarterback room for me as a whole gets a C. Um, I think that uh, Anthony Richardson go, showed go, good things, but essentially like he's made his rookie mistakes type deal. Um, I don't really want to grade him an A like most Colts fans want to because if you really go back and watch those games, which I did, uh, they were not pretty. Um, on, on his feet, he was good. And, yeah, he showed some hard strength and some good accuracy and some decision-making, um, but there were a lot of things that could have been cleaned up uh, essentially, especially in that Rams game, right? Like we were down, what, 21 nothing at one point. And a lot of that was also on AR. So even though he brought us back in the second half, it kind of let us forget that he made some mistakes. So uh, Gardner Minshew, I think, is being overhyped because we got to nine and eight. And I think Gardner, uh, for some reason, I forget who it was. Someone said uh, we won because of Gardner, not that we won with Gardner. And I think that was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. Um, because Gardner pretty much rode what we were doing with, you know, how Shane was able to draw things up for certain players to get open uh, and Jonathan Taylor, and then essentially a defense that played bend, but don't break. So um, that's, that's just me. I give them a C. What about you, Zach? For AR, I go incomplete. Well, I like um, that. Cause I like that injury. I can't. I can't sit here. I'm not going to crown him because he ain't done enough yet. And I feel like dude's hurt, so I can't crucify him for being trash in some games and and not playing in others. So, like, it's incomplete. Minshew, I give a C-minus, too, because 
as Matt said, he's Minshew. He is the definition of mid. He is 500. He is a backup quarterback. So it's Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. You take the good plays and you understand that there will be bad plays that come along. And when the good is good, the bad is bad. So when he lights up Cleveland for 41 points and looks incredible, but then he throws three picks versus Jacksonville and we get curve stomped, like that's Minshew in a nutshell. So to me, Minshew's about a C- and AR is incomplete. I give the quarterback room. A C minus. That is fair. That's fair. Um, so I'm also gonna go uh with uh Zach here on AR as incomplete. Um, but I am gonna give Minshew a B. Um, I don't think you get to nine and eight without a solid backup quarterback, uh, whether it's up or down or not. I, I know I'm pretty lenient on this grade here. Um, as much as I even said that I hated watching Minshew at times, I just don't think you get to nine and eight without some type of solid QB player that can at least not lose you games or put you in positions to lose. Um, so I, uh, I, I totally agree a, a lot with what Zach said um, uh, as far as how Minshew played, where you can be sometimes he looks like a starter and sometimes he looks like, holy shit, how did you get into the NFL? Um, so totally agree with those points. But I just think that some of the, a, a lot of that time, he kept the guy steady, and he was also one of the guys to bring us back from some of the points where we lose to Cincinnati, and then we beat the crap out of the Steelers. He's one of the guys to tell to let us know to let the team know that we shouldn't take moments for granted. And he was he became a leader at some of those points, and and he for the most part was efficient. And so um, I would overall uh, give Minshew a B, um, and then give the overall room a B minus just because of the incomplete that we got with Anthony Richardson, which we do have a lot of excitement and stuff to look forward to. Um, so overall, QB room B minus for me. So C plus uh, running back room, guys. <laughs> All right, uh, running back room. Running backs. Me, this is my one room that I gave an A. I don't think I could give anything less than an A. I think every single running back on this roster played well when they played. And they – they, I mean, you got to look at it. JT played well when he got healthy. Zach Moss played well in the beginning of the season when JT was out. Uh, then you had Goodson and Sermon played well in, in the times that they needed to. And then uh, even Evan Hall in the beginning of the season before he went down was playing pretty damn well too. So um, that's the one room that I think uh, – Gets an A, in my opinion, except for fucking old boy from week one who fumbled the ball. DJ. Yeah, yeah that dude can go fuck off somewhere. But yeah, Where you he's going like- Um, I give this room a B. Only reason why is you paid JT. JT, I know you're coming off an injury, but I expected more. So that's my knock. Everyone else, I give Zach Moss, you stepped up, so you get an A. Uh, Trey Sermon, when called upon, you were you were excellent. So I'm giving you, you know, an A, a B. He's about to give Goodson uh, an A for that drop. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Hall, and the games you played, you were solid. So I'll give you a B because you two got hurt. And then Goodson, outside of receiving the ball, I give you a B. When I ask you to catch, I give you a C plus. So, overall, I mean, I give you the room like a B, but 
if you're going to pay a running back like JT, I know you're coming off injury, but I want more. So my big criticism is, JT, we paid you. Anything less than 1,000 yards is unsatisfactory, in my opinion. I'll just say this. In Houston, JT should have won us that game if we would have just kept giving that ball. That man would have had almost 300 yards if we would have just given, given him that yep. ball. Against the, number, yep. against the top five rush defense, that man would have – I'm just saying that we killed twice. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm with Matt. I, I'm giving that room an A. Um, I, I get where Zach's coming from, but I believe Jonathan Taylor played 10 games, and I also saw a rating on there. Um, uh, what was it on NFL.com? Morris Jones Drew put together his his top. Uh, I think it was like 20 or 50 running backs or something like that. He had JT at like 20, and if you go through the stats and look at it, almost every other running back that was ahead of him played more games and had less yards. And the dude only played 10 games and had 700 yards, eight touchdowns, uh, rushing, and one receiving. Um, and then I totally agree with, uh, disagree with Zach's point about saying he needs more. When it's in the playoff game versus the, ten- the Houston Texans, and you need everything you got, and this guy has almost left the field three times, and he gives you 180 yards, and he is absolutely killing this team, and he but gets taken off the field team. by the coach. I, I don't doesn't matter. That's not his choice. He didn't say take me off the field. Um, right. And so, uh, like I said, 180 yards, two touchdowns. He's giving you a career day to get into the playoffs. That is what you pay people for. And then when you look at his stat sheet, that says you were worth the money you were paid. And then again, getting carried by Zach Moss for a point in time. Trey Sermon coming in and being a dog when he's in there. Goodson had some good plays. Obviously, to drop, you hate to see it. But don't think that that's, that should define his entire season. Um, everybody outside of DJ, like Matt said, I think that's an A running back room uh, and season. So I think that's an A. Yep. Agreed. <clears throat> All right. Uh, go ahead. Wide receivers. <laughs> Trev said, Trev said, Goodson gets an F for everyone's broken heart. <laughs> Facts. Uh, but yeah, um, let's go ahead. Um, I, I guess I'll start and kind of just rotate. You know? Um, receiver room. Um, I'm going to give the receiver room a C plus, and I hate to say it this way, just because kind of like where Zach was headed with the running back room where he said, I didn't see enough. I kind of just felt like that's what I didn't get from there. And I, I mean, we could obviously give this over to quarterback. Cause I mean, I could give this a B minus easy, but I'm just going to say a C plus just to be harder on the receiver room, just because the, the day and age that we're in. And I think you really need to lean on receivers a lot. Um, I think Josh Downs was clearly, I think as a rookie, I think he was an A. I think Michael Pittman was an A. Uh, I think Alec Pierce was a, um, a C plus. Um, and then obviously outside of that, we didn't really have much. So uh, I, I know that kind of sounds con- contradictory a little bit of me just for the two A's that I gave in that room. I just don't really feel like it's enough to win in the NFL um, is pretty much where I'm going with where I saw this receiver room. I thought it looked is is about maybe efficient as I probably thought. Um, I just think we need a little bit more from that room. So I'm going to go uh, C plus there. Thought it was okay. Um, but I just I just think we need more from that receiver. 
I'm going B, and I'm going B because essentially the same thing, but I'm just giving them a little bit of a higher grade because I think a lot of things were masked by quarterback play. Um, and I think uh, when you look at the tape and you look at some of these wide receivers, that they were doing pretty good things. Um, I do have my hardest knock on MPJ, and I think it's just – I think MPJ could be extremely elite and be a top three wide receiver if he gets better separation. And I think that's one thing that we I've noticed about him his whole career is it's just he's always contested. Always contested. And I think, you know what, his best plays come off a quick slant and that dude can take it to the house, and I'm good with it. I'm good with his contested catches. I just wish he would get more separation. That's it. Well, You gave I'm that a C. B, right, Matt? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I'm going C. Because really outside of Pittman Jr., um, and his consistent catching, and then the way he, the way they use downs. I mean, obviously, Minchu. Again, I'm just repeating what you guys said, but I'm going to see just because you know we need more. Obviously, need to see more of it. Totally agree there. Uh, Trev is uh, in the comments here. One of our other co-hosts here. He's saying receiver. He's going with a B minus. He thought uh, Josh Downs looks great. Obviously, for a rookie, MPJ showed he is him being the number one wide receiver and proving to everybody that he could be that guy. Um, and then, uh, but too many question marks overall because you're thinking about the rest of the room. We really just didn't see much out of other guys. Uh, he thinks Pierce will have a much better, which will have much better numbers with AR. He thinks all of our receiver grades are a bit higher if AR, if AR played what it's worth to everybody out there and i totally agree like i said i just think in a passing league i think me and zach are just looking for a little bit more out of that room when you necessarily need to hit guys in the passing game you know and have a bit better numbers there for receivers so i think that's where me and zach were headed with that um but i think matt is in the same place he's just uh Gave him a little bit of a higher grade just like with with trev because the two receivers that we think that we needed to show out were two guys that actually did show out in Josh Downs and MPJ. And I'm with you, Trev, on Malik Neighbors. Zach, uh, go ahead and start us out on the, uh, the tight end room, man. Where, where are we at with that room? I'd I, I love to hear you guys' grades on this one. Ahead, I give Zach. this room a D. Mm. Bro, there's not enough. Like, I want uh, more. Like, uh, real quick, real quick. Uh, for, for your grades on this one, I'd love to hear you guys' opinion on, like, um, because we're gonna grade it, and I just want to hear where you guys' minds at as far as <clears throat> usage, expectations versus reality of what we got. Where are you guys at? With okay, that? because we obviously know the tight end room wasn't used a lot. I give this so. room a D overall based on production because, like, they when they weren't used a ton. So limited. So I'm grading on a curve here. But when they were used and in clutch moments outside of Granderson, dudes dropped the ball. Like Mm. literally actually dropping the ball and figuratively. Like I need to see more going forward because while I know Shane's offense isn't geared toward a tight end, 
for AR's development sake, having a consistent pass catcher he can throw the check down to besides the running back is a beautiful thing. And allowing the tight end to eat underneath and work off downs would open up some things, you know, incredibly. Granson individually, individually, because I'll give him an individual grade. Everyone else is a rookie or hurt, so incomplete. Um, I give Granson higher. Granson gets a B because bro's routing people up. Like if he was in any other offense, if he was in Kansas City, if he was in Philadelphia, old Philly when Shane was there, a place like a place like that, I truly think Kylan Granson's name would be like, oh, he's an up and coming top five tight end in the NFL type stuff because he has that potential. The Colts just don't use him. It's totally fair. I give him an F. Nash. Right off the bat, all of them. I don't care Nash. about the usage and none of that. What, what I what I care about is the fact that none of y'all could be fucking healthy. None of y'all. That starts from Jelani Woods down. Uh, everybody's banged up, hurt all year, and essentially we had six of them motherfuckers, five of them, whatever, going into the season. Six, if you count Jelani Woods, and none of you could find a way to be a breakout. Mo Ali Cox, you need to go. You fucking suck. Um, <laughs> I'm just I. I'm sorry, but we had all these tight ends. We I, And I'm grading based off what our expectations were, and our expectations were this tight end room was going to ball. Right? Everybody debated on who the best tight end was we had between Granson, uh, between Jelani Woods, between um, – God, who's the other guy? I can't even think of him right now. Uh, Will Mallory, um, Farrell Brown. Um, oof. We had 12 of them, so I'm forgetting everybody's name. Well, it don't matter because all of them get an F. I just – I'm sorry. I I expected this room to ball out. I expected at least one of them to step up and be at least a 600-yard receiving tight end, and it just didn't happen. So – and just like Zach yeah, said, um, man, them, guys, them guys need to do better when it comes to being those check-down guys or being being someone to rely on when the play breaks down downfield. That's what you're there for. And essentially these tight ends just weren't there. And when you get passes downfield and, and you're dropping them big moments, I, I understand having drops, I understand things like that happen, but in big moments, that's your time to make that play. That's your time to make your name. And you're, if you're not making your name, then what are you? Replaceable, in my opinion. And every <laughs> single almost, one of these tight ends is replaceable. I almost hate how bad we're grading this room because this could prove everybody's points that we should probably go get Brock Bowers because this is pretty bad. Um, uh, our other co-host, Trev, is saying here uh, he has the tight ends with a C. Branson is the only one approaching consistency, and he and he's average. Everyone else is just potential, and potential is just shit you haven't done yet. Um, best ability is availability. Kyan Granson is the only one who even taken snaps. Um, consistently i'll add to what he said there um so yeah to trev's point and, and to zach's point as well i i think that's totally fair to say um I, i'm gonna go with a d here though um i'm gonna go just with a basic d just because of the fact that i feel like a lot of what we did in the blocking game with uh mo ali cox i think was was solid um I also think with some of the, what we did in our receiving game with the Granson was inconsistent, but it was solid. Um, 
I, I that's 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 the whole reason I put it to you guys to ask about your your usage versus the expectations, and the expectations that I had when I saw we had twelve tight ends and training camp was either we're gonna use them a lot, or maybe guys just aren't available, and it turns out they weren't available, and so um, that's why I'm really going with a D there. I just think that we missed out on a lot of what should have been production for Jelani Woods, um, but it, it's it's almost as using incomplete, except we got a lot of snaps from other tight ends. Love to see what other guys can can come up and step up and do. Hopefully we get Jelani Woods back, but uh, I got to go D there, man. Just, just, just didn't really get what I felt was enough from that tight end. So <laughs> going D. Offensive line, I'm going Let's... D. Huh? I'm going B on offensive line. You a tough grader, man. <laughs> So I was gonna give them an A, but uh, I'm still really Damn, mad at Braden Smith because is... Braden Smith was always hurt and it pissed me off. So Braden Smith's the reason they don't get an A. Well, Where you at, Zach? I give everybody else an A except Braden. So <laughs> offensive line, everyone's getting an A except Braden. Braden, because you're hurt and you only played six games this year, I'll give you a C. Six if games where he was being that all pro, that dude right? Like you get back to being, you know, like legit, and you play well. I'll give you an A, but everyone else on that offensive line, incredible. Even though my guy Will Fries, who I couldn't freaking stand, balled out this year. So like everyone but Braden Smith, congratulations, you get an A. Braden Smith, you get a C because you're dookie this year. Come back next year, maybe you get an A. <laughs> it's the only part of the offense that I watch and focus on religiously all year is that offensive line because I played it, I breathed it, I see it, I study it. Ye- Braden, you let me down. That's all. Man. Go ahead, DeMarco. I'm going to go ahead and uh, offset both of you guys' grades by going ahead and throwing here an A++ for this offensive line, including offensive line coach Tony Sperano Jr. Um, I, I just don't see where you guys are harsh on this one, man. I, I think w- we face pretty much almost every premier pass rusher in the league this year. And Miles Garrett won of, Cleveland that game. Uh, I mean, he jumped over our special teams. <laughs> I mean, I mean, call it a, call it what it is. We still should have won that game if it wasn't for the goddamn refs throwing fake flags and crap out there. But I'm talking about everybody from uh, – except for Nick Bosa and, 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 um, and Micah Parsons that we didn't go against. I mean, <laughs> T.J. Watt. Uh um god damn it. Uh TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, Nick uh Nick Herbig, the rookie, um uh uh High Smith from Pittsburgh. Um uh, we actually didn't go against Judon because he was out that game, but pretty much every offensive lineman, and I mean, even the, the guys in Cincinnati, I, I mean this offensive line went against everybody and they had solid games each and every week. And not to mention, Blake Freeland was thrown to the Wolves for all of those games that you guys said that um, Braden Smith missed. And the funny part is, is when Braden Smith did play, he was graded as one of the highest offensive linemen in the league for those six games or whatever that he played. So for me, 
I, I, I told everybody the difference in this team was going to be can Tony Sperano Jr. get this offensive line back where it needed to be, and I believe he did. I give this offensive line an A plus plus. That's where I'm at with that one. Uh, real quick here, uh, Trevis saying here, O line he gives them an A minus, a huge return form from Q and Kelly. Another two there. Kelly was one of the best centers in the league all year. He was also a uh, pro bowler. Got snubbed from all pro. Um, huge upside from Ryman and Fries moving forward. Smith was good when healthy, but that was almost never, even though he was graded as one of the highest players when he was healthy because I'm going to just keep throwing that in there. Y'all want to keep crapping on my guy, Braden Smith. Um, Freeland showed certain flashes when replacing Smith. I like, his, I like his upside as eventual starter. Uh, yeah, so that's where Trev was going with that. I mean, even if he's available or not, I still think it's great experience for Blake Freeland to come in there and, and face some of those elite pass wrestlers <laughs> just, just as our guy Bernard Ryman did when everybody tried to write him off. And then for the last, like, four games of the season, he was one of the a really good left tackle and came into this season being a really even better left tackle. So I just think that builds all for us to bode well uh, in the future compete. Keep protecting whichever quarterback is in there, especially Anthony Richardson. Um, keep moving forward. But, uh, yeah, I'm going A++ there, man. All right. Defense going corners first. Uh, this one's hard for me because I feel like evaluating them is tough because of youth that I don't want to give them an F or a D. I think I'm just going to go with C for these guys because of youth and that they got good experience. That's just me. There's not much to say. We've already talked all about the corners. So. I agree. Verbatim. They're getting a C. Somebody getting feedback. Um, as for me... Yeah, like, I gave the corners a C just because I don't want to kill the rookies. And it's not worth it. Like, they're still young. They they, they, they need more time. I think given the situation at hand and what they were asked to do, they, they exceeded expectations to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah, I'm, I'm a... I'm going to go C-plus on the corners here. Um, outside of Kenny Moore, I think everybody's grade was almost, like, incomplete, you know. Um, you throwing rookies and undrafted players into the fire and kind of just seeing where they land because you're, you're testing guys out because we lose Isaiah Rogers in the preseason – or in the offseason, and then we lose um, uh, Flowers – Dallas Flowers in the fourth game of the season – um, so I, I really got to say it's like it's like a tough one to grade because just because, I mean, our guys, Jalen Jones and Juju Prince, they played um, pretty good when they were in there. Um, and then we obviously had some games with uh, Jarrell Baker Jr. Um, but it, it's just a tough one to grade from how much we actually had to see guys actually come in healthy and play and be themselves. So. Um, I'm going to go uh, C here 
for our defensive back room because outside of Kenny Moore, we just didn't get to see a lot of great play. Uh, yeah. So I guess we're ending there. I didn't see that. <laughs> I didn't see y'all say that, so my bad. No, no, no. It's all so good. We're going to um, do defense on the next episode. Um, yeah, I will hopefully not we be, get our guys. I will not be uh, here. Oh, you want to be here for that one? No, I got a daddy-daughter dance next weekend. Oh, geez, that's all a bunch of I just of went and did one of those. People. Yeah, I was just about to say, Zach did his, like, this past week, and my brother I did his, did like, last yesterday. week. Yep, mine's yeah, on the 17th, so mine's on Saturday. So mine's going to have to miss that one. Um, Yeah, well, I, I mean, we'll discuss for everybody out there. We'll see if uh, Matt wants to probably be back for that one. Um, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully we get everybody back, whether we do it next weekend or weekend after that. Um, but yeah, so far that's our grades. Um, I don't, I think Matt, you've been writing it down as far as yeah. overall. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, so we'll tally up some votes and then I'll get that out to everybody to see where we are as overall rooms. Um, but again, we got the merch out. We got the kicking with the crew. We got the old logo out there. We did update our logo just for some some stuff that we had to um, shake out and make sure we were okay with. Um, didn't know if anybody, if everybody uh, checked out the trenches this week. Uh, was Zaire Franklin and EJ Speed? Please go check that out. Ty Hilton was on there talking about some some of the old stuff on there. Um, we were definitely make sure we try and keep up with you guys. We've been having a lot of stuff going on week to week. Um, but again, we are live on Instagram. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Um, we are on every platform. Please like, subscribe, and share. Continue to share us around. We got merch there. Like I told you guys, please help support us. We're trying to grow this thing as big as we can get with the support of you guys. Um, appreciate you, Dave, for sticking with us through for the whole 141. Um, but appreciate everybody who who is still here with us. Um, but uh, I think it's been a long, long day for most of us here. We're going to call it for this one. Nah. Got my T.Y. Right. on because he was on the he was on the podcast. We'll see y'all after the Super Bowl. Hey, go Colts! Bye. <laughs>